time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Groucho Marx said, I, not events, have the power to make me happy or unhappy today. I can choose which it shall be. Yesterday is dead. Tomorrow hasn't arrived yet. I have just one day today, and I'm going to be happy in it. That pretty much surmises what we're talking about today, because the life is in the now. That is the law, the immutable law of living. Life is in the now. It is the now. Just as we're talking now, my dog Ziggy is out in our yard. It's gotten a little cool as the days have have shortened, and he is stretched out trying to find every sunbeam he can find. What I notice about Ziggy is that he does not have a care in the world. Sure, his needs are met, so he doesn't have to worry too much about going out and earning a living or making sure that everything is going okay. But you know what? Neither do you or I have to do that. When we're worried about those things, we can choose to worry about them, but we have to recognize that those worries don't change what's going on around us. In fact, our worries keep us from really experiencing life the way we could. You see, I think that animals have this certain gift that we humans don't have because we humans tend to misuse that gift that we all have of thought. Animals don't have that in it, so it serves a gift of them living in the moment. Whatever's going on right then is what's going on. Now, sure, they have the past to rely on. They remember where the watering hole is. They remember where it's easy to get their food, where it's easy to catch their prey or to chew on the grass. They can remember those things. But they don't sit there wondering about those things. As far as we know, the animals aren't thinking about what happened a week ago or thinking about what might happen next week for one simple reason. The capacity of having those thoughts, of thinking about that, is based in language. If I were to ask you, so what were you doing last Saturday? You'd probably scratch your head and think back to that little category in your head caused by that word, Saturday. And you would tell me what you're doing. And if I said, what are you going to do next Saturday? You would think forward in your mind about what you've planned on doing. And you would tell me using words. We can plan on what's going to happen down the road because of those thoughts. And we can think about what at least we remember happening in the past based on our language skills that animals don't have. And so they don't have to worry about whether they're living in the past or the future, but living in the now. We humans, though, that gift that we have of thought is also what removes us from the present moment. It's what causes us to be lost in thought. Our minds, our thoughts are what pull us out of the present moment. And yet that's not where life happens. In my clinical career, I noticed one very clear fact. When people get caught thinking about their past, they usually end up feeling depressed and living in a life of regret because they're constantly churning over what happened. The past ties us into depression when we're living in the past. Then I had those who were living in the future. And the people who were living in the future were caught up in anxiety and fear over what might happen. It's interesting that we as humans rarely think of all the good things that might happen, but we create all the scenarios of what might happen in a bad way, how things might fall apart. And, and here's the little mind trick. 
if you every day keep thinking about the possibilities of what might happen bad, eventually you're going to be right. The reason you're going to be right is because those difficult times, as we've already talked about, come into every life. And then you say, see, I knew I should have been worried about these things. And if we are always focused in the past about the bad things that happened, notice how many good things we miss. This is our negative bias, as the cognitive psychologists tell us, that we have a negative bias that we relate more to the negative than the positive. So if yesterday 15 people said something to you very kind and very supportive and loving, but one person said something a little hurtful, a little pushy, a little edgy, you'll spend your time thinking about that person who said that, not all of the good things that happen. Maybe you look through your emails, and I know this is true for myself. I'll have email after email after email about people saying, oh, your materials helped me so much. And then one person will say, I didn't like what you said about something. Which one do I captures me for a while? The negative one. I have to spend my time making sure that I don't get caught up in the negative, that I use those moments as learning experiences and say, you know, is there something to take from that? But then I have to pack it up and leave it in the past. The problem is that we as humans tend to find ourselves caught in the past and caught in the future and out of the present. Have you ever spent time with somebody that where you realize that they weren't really listening to you? They were looking over your shoulder at the next person to meet. Or maybe you found yourself on a family outing where you realize that all you were thinking about was what was behind at work or what was coming at work or what had happened last month or how the family hadn't gotten along the last time you were together or how things had been uh, left undone at home that should have been done or how things didn't go right when you were working on them at home. And suddenly you realize that you've just spent a day in what should have been a wonderful experience, but not present. That's the tricky thing about life. Life's always in the moment, in the present, in the now. And yet our mind keeps tricking us into going to the past and the future. The immutable law of life is that life is the now. The moment, this moment, the next moment, the next moment. That's living in the now. And yet many people find themselves pulled away from the now constantly every day myself included. It's one of those learning experiences where I realize that sometimes I'm rehashing what's already happened and I try to pull myself back to the present only to have myself thinking about what might come my way and having to pull myself away from that to get back to that moment. Not only that, but we live in a distracted culture. I don't know what you're doing right now. You may be exercising, you may be walking, you may be uh, doing daily chores, but you might be pulling yourself out of the present moment Even listening to this, as much as I want you to listen to this and as much as I cherish the fact that you're listening, I also recognize that we all spend some time being distracted. When I go exercise, I'm listening to a podcast or I'm listening to my Spotify. I'm doing something that keeps me attentive somewhere else and not in the moment. Think about how many times we're doing that over meals. There we are enjoying or hopefully enjoying a wonderful meal. And yet we're watching TV or reading the paper or looking at a phone or distracted somewhere away from what's going on truly in the present moment, the people talking to us at those moments. Now, 
I recognize that one of the reasons we do that sometimes is because we're eating food that's not so great for us. And so we distract ourselves into not noticing what it is we're eating with something else. Life, though, is in the moment. So how do we get out of compliance with this rule, with this law? Well, one way is that we let our thoughts constantly go to the past and the future. We think about the bad things that happen. We think about what might happen down the road. And we also constantly distract ourselves in the moment with something else. Our Buddhist teachers have told us that we need to be mindful of what's going on in the present moment. That if you're doing something to really do it, if you're eating food to taste the food, to enjoy the food, if you're walking to feel the walk, to to be present in that moment. And yet we all struggle to do that because we are out of compliance in so many ways. We're in a distracted world, and that's part of the way we stay out of compliance. We let our thoughts constantly go to the past and future. And even we're in the moment, we allow ourselves to be distracted by other things than what we're doing in that moment. The other way that we're out of compliance is that we're trying to redo what's happened. We somehow try to find a way of resetting the past, of having those things happen differently. So many times you'll notice that you're sharing something with somebody who is at that same experience as you, and yet it's as if neither of you were at the same place at the same time because you have such different memories of it. Because we reset the past and we bring that into the present. The other way is more about the future, where we're constantly scanning for the next. You know, we're waiting. We're waiting for that moment when everything fits together. Instead of enjoying what we're doing now, instead of enjoying a stage of life, we're looking for the next stage. I found this so true as a parent that for so many years, As much as I wanted to be present, I was thinking about the stage of life that had just ended. Or I was thinking about, well, when they are finally at this stage, we could do this. And what I realized is along the way, I was just trading my life away in the moment, waiting for what was coming and regretting what had already happened, the moments I'd lost with them. And and yet the moments I had lost from them in the past, I was not grasping in the present and And yet I was waiting for this other stage. And when I got to that stage, I realized I'd lost another stage. And that's the way we live out of compliance with this rule, with this law. We're constantly thinking about what's happened and projecting into the future. Maybe you do it with your job. You wait for that next promotion when you're finally at the place you want to be. Or you think about those places in the past where you could have detoured differently. Everybody has a story about how they got passed over for something or how they didn't take advantage of an opportunity or how they missed that knock on the door, the regrets, even about a stock you should have bought. And by the way, all those things are much easier to see in the rearview mirror than they are in the moment. And we think about when I finally get to that place where I have this much in my bank account or when I finally get to this place in my job or my career, then things will be okay. We pretend that when we get to a certain stage, we'll finally live in the present, only to find at that stage, we're looking for the next stage. So how do we get back into compliance? Let me suggest that you start this on a daily basis, that every day you start with a process of thinking with some clarity about how you want to be in the moment. Not to be thinking about all the decisions that have to be made during the day. That's a planning session. But bringing yourself into the moment in that morning time, as everything's starting up, just taking a moment to breathe in deeply and center yourself in the beginning of the day, 
in the present moment. Which leads us to that whole idea of practicing mindfulness. Sometimes I've noticed when I'm talking to people about being mindful, what they confuse that with is always being calm and having this Zen place throughout life. Mindfulness is being there wherever you are, being in the moment. If somebody is delivering a a great speech, to be moved by that speech to emotion because it's happening right then. If something exciting has happened, to be excited in that moment because it's happening then. If something sad has happened, to be in the moments of grief and sadness, to be fully present. Sometimes we confuse the flatness that we see kind of as, you know, this Zen place with being mindful, but mindful is being fully aware of where you are and being there in the moments of calm and in the moments of stress. So you can practice it at both places. When you're at a calm place, to notice the calm, to be fully there, not be lost in your thoughts, but to be tuned in to what's going on right there. Maybe to set that up as moments to take a walk with nothing distracting you, but to listen to the sounds around you and the smells around you and the feel around you, to really be invested in those moments, to really allow yourself to be immersed in the experience of what's going on. Being mindful is being tapped into the experience of that moment. And in the moments of stress, to do the same thing, to recognize that this will pass, to recognize that you can handle it, to recognize that this is a moment in time that you can work your way through and be a part of. The other way is to practice presence. I refer to this as showing up. When you're talking with somebody, to truly be there present with them, listening to their words. Think of what a gift that is to give someone presence. What a present that is of giving presence to people who may not experience that on a daily basis, to be listening to that child who wants to share with you, to be listening to that spouse who wants to share with you, to truly be listening to that friend, and also to be listening to that opponent, to be listening to their viewpoint, to their heart hurt point, to that place where they are in life, and truly showing up to that experience. When we give presence, we are in the present moment. We're in the now. When we practice that, we get better at it. I mean, that's the lesson that every research has shown about mindfulness is the more you practice it, the better you get. Because we live in a habit of distraction and in the habit of living in the past and the habit of living in the the future, we have to work to build a presence in the present. And as we build that, we get those muscles better, stronger. It's easier to stay present when we've practiced it. When we fail to practice it or when we start practicing it, it seems so hard, so elusive, so distant. But if we keep trying to live in the now, we find the now shows up more and more often, that we show up for the now more and more often. The rule this week, the immutable law of living is life is the now, the moment. Life is the now. Live the moment. If you found this series to be helpful, 
one thing that I would ask you to do, if you're whatever you're listening on, if you're listening in Stitcher, to leave a review there for me. If you're listening through iTunes, to leave a review because what we need to do is help others find some ways of living more fully. As we learn together on how to live more fully, let's invite others to do the same and you can help me spread that message just by leaving a review because that's how people find us. They find a review or they see that the reviews make a difference. We know that the more people who subscribe and leave reviews, the more people who will stumble upon us and find a message of hope in a world that pulls us out of hope, that pulls us out of the moment, that pulls us out of the present and keeps us from thriving. So let's you and I join together in building a thriving world. If you have time, please, please leave a review and let people know how to find this podcast and how to find a difference in their life. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best for a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.